You're in the face of stream Consciously weaving the collective dream Grounding nature's magic in reality Welcome back to Confessions of a Faisal podcast. I'm Raven and I have our beautiful Taylor Faye back to join me today. Hey. Hi. Yeah. So the season of the dragon. And of course, we're going to have to have our creature dragon Faye, Taylor Faye. <laughs> <laughs> so many Faye's. Um <laughs> back to discuss um and one of the reasons why i really wanted to do this episode um with taylor is because we were really noticing how like grounding the next step so for those that didn't listen to the past episodes with taylor um the one that you might really resonate if you're resonating in the dragon or the serpent energy that's collectively rising right now for us to integrate is uh, the one that we really talked about the animal and the creature, because that'll give you that grounding point to the earth. Because what we're going to cover today is how this connection and this flow state can really block our connection to earth and specifically how it manifests as dissociation from the body due to, um, I guess, like, would you say the distortion of it? Because you're like constantly having to integrate something that maybe doesn't really align with you. So you have to like really discern whether like where it does. Does that resonate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I'm excited to jump into that. But one of the self-actualizations that I had since my last episode where we kind of touched on like a little bit of how I got wrapped up in Jungian psychology, but not in the way that most people do. In the way that I was unconscious that I had been charmed by his own personal myth. And I kind of realized personally after talking to Amira about the split of like Lilith and Eve. And how that, at a core, was rooted in a man through Adam. That it, for me, so this is my personal reality reflected outwards, so take it or leave it. But for me, I kind of, like, really came to the realization that, like, that's how my dragon and my hero kind of kept circulating around in Young was because that was also rooted in a man. So Mm -hmm. it was, like, continuously kind of blocking me from fully getting to the true essence of a dragon which for me is like primordial yin and then the yang of like and and if we want to put a yang to it it's more that thought emotion mm-hmm. does that like make yeah sense? and I loved um when you guys were talking about I just finished listening to the podcast with Amira uh this morning actually I started it yesterday and finished this morning and I loved when you were like, you know, the, the true lover's card should be Eve and Lilith. Yes. And that really resonated with me a lot. I, I mm-hmm. love that. Well, that was kind of the alchemy that I, I had this, like, this embodiment that I did completely naked. And I know you saw it where I was like Lilith and Eve under the mass magician. Mm-hmm. And then when I went into the Haven, I didn't think anything of it at the time. But in retrospect, the people that followed me in there, like, you know, 
six of them all when I asked like what they were looking for as like a creator or this exclusive content six of them were coming for that specific embodiment mainly because Mm -hmm. of the nudity for one and for two like that just really made me I think like because for those that don't know about Jungian psychology and stuff like that a lot of what happens in like when we're individuating to our true self is we have a awakening and then our personal unconscious is revealed. And a lot of people take that as collective unconscious and they project it outwards as truth, which yes. isn't always the case. Mm-hmm. So going in there, and I guess why I'm bringing up this video specifically is because I went in there kind of knowing like, okay, not only am I aware that this is kind of the wound that's playing out that I want to investigate that I circulated around. But two, this is what people were attracted to. And I think that the reason for that in hindsight is because, well, one, they could be predating off of like, you know, that kind of fan energy that Amir and I talked about where they just want Mm -hmm. to see a woman naked. But two, I think it is that like core dragon where mm-hmm. it's there and once I saw it in a space like that I, I realized that like how I was circulating around and kind of like beating myself up in this like hero dragon which was actually the core underneath the Lilith and the Eve mm-hmm. that was like where I realized it wasn't just mine and so I wanted to have you on here Taylor to really talk about how like in both of our experience, we kind of ended up uh, like, I would say like we have kind of a, a bipolar relationship with, with young and psychology where yeah. like, it serves a purpose, but it can also be like <laughs> a danger in the fact that we both kind of got swept up in Alice. Right? Definitely. Like, they really Definitely. parallel each other. I don't know if I'm like tangenting off. None of this makes sense to people, but just follow along. <laughs> <laughs> As we go into the rabbit hole. You know, I'm like, I'm like, wow, we're here. <laughs> like if anyone you know if that's like a lot like just to like sit with those um energies and it's like it's not about understanding it and it's not always about um intellectualizing it it's just like feeling what is like like pulling those truths that are your truths out of it right so like what is resonating like you always say what's resonating and then what's not just like you don't have to take that in yeah, yeah, I think I wanted to explain about like Lilith yeah. on the on the lovers, like was kind of where I was going, but yeah, like definitely. Said, it's, it's it's for those of you listening, it's been I, like I, you know what? I'm just gonna do my own confession. Um, it has, and I know you know this, Taylor, as my close friend. Um, it has been so hard for me to integrate to my own truth, and I'm actually getting kind of emotional as I share this because mm-hmm. what I'm claiming is kind of crazy. And then when I try to push it away, when I kept being like, no, like, when I started going into Jungian psychology, I was kind of already aimed the wrong way. Because what I did, like what Carl Jung gave words to is the process of individuation for those that Mm -hmm. don't know. And that is under the idea that we're integrating our shadow selves, which is any rejected, denied parts of ourselves that we're not accepting into 
who we are. And we're integrating that through dream analysis, through active imagination, through reflecting with others, however it manifests into a truer self. And so the process of individuation, for those that don't know, is to achieve that true self, which is in alignment with all things. Now, for me, I had, like Carl Jung speaks of this, this process happens whether one is aware of it or not. And so I was not aware of it. And instead of integrating my shadow, I was under the illusion I was healing and I projected all of the parts that were not getting attention into characters. And I thought mm-hmm. I was building a fairy tale. So when my Kundalini exploded and I, and all of a sudden those were parts of me, mm-hmm. they were also projected into the earth, into um, the sex worker trade, like into all these things that I wanted to heal and help earth. Yeah. Into the collective experiences. Yes. Yeah, so once, so yeah. as I was traversing, so when people, would say, oh, oh, your methods are very Jungian, oh, or, or suggest to me I should work with a Jungian analyst. It was actually quite maladaptive for me to do that because essentially my rabbit hole that he would have been digging into for his own process was literally right out in front of my face. Mm-hmm. It's already there. All the archetypes were already there because I had already had all them projected into characters. And so... For me, that's when I really started noticing narratives like the twin flame could very well be running off of uh, splits in the feminine without us knowing, like the Lilith and the Eve. Yes. Hopefully that gives people kind of an understanding of the lens that I have. So when when people say you could be subconsciously reenacting a myth, the myth that I was unconsciously reenacting was... Carl Jung's personal Mm -hmm. myth so I didn't know I was I was acting as him so then Alice and integrating you know being the center of the universe kind of helped me get out of wonderland yeah (laughs) and that's that's (laughs) exactly I was gonna say that I was like and that is where we met (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm hoping that, do you think that I did a good job, like, articulating that for the listeners, like, to kind of, so they maybe understand where I'm coming from a little bit more? Definitely. Yeah, I do. And uh, it, yeah, I mean, it is so um, layered, and it is something so difficult to articulate. And that's something that I'm always, like, you know, blessed to have you in my life, because I'm, I feel like energies, right? So it's like, I see things in a different way they don't like yes I'm a a poet but they come through differently like your articulation of the energetic experiences that you're having um, or intellectual experiences that you're having are uh, is just like it's a blessing it is oh thank you and and likewise like you always are grounding my um words I think into more tangible ways for others to understand Mm, yeah oh yeah and that is so beautiful it is beautiful and I think the reason that why we do that and that we met in that Alice place is I know we were um talking about this the other day about both of our kind of like Alice young like how that kind of came to be and from my side 
it was I was already inside the rabbit hole like from a young age Mm -hmm. you know and so I was in this kind of disassociative um, world already and then as I you know was like huh I can't be here all the time I you know when you you actually learn what disassociation is you realize that like you're not you don't feel human right you're like where am I grounding in reality like what is going on um and young for me really validated that experience of right. the dissociation or yeah like validated that like I wasn't the only one experiencing that or validated that it wasn't that I wasn't crazy essentially right like yes that I wasn't crazy to be you know living in my la la land <laughs> yes and, and he did give words like so I findings personal reflections of Carl Jung as like I will say it again and again and again. I do not identify as a Jungian. I only found Carl Jung as his entire essence was rising through my body, including mm-hmm. I uncovered stuff where I was reenacting. Um, for those that don't know, he had projected his anima in, well, in many women, but Tony Wolf was a main one. Like I was reenacting stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't know with my own self, like I was playing like the specimen yeah. to my inner Jungian man and he was all like oh interesting and documenting all the findings of my own like freaking self so yeah. I think like he it I feel like at a core if if you follow like I mentioned on the last podcast if you with Jungian psychology rising out I, I would just advise people watch where you're taking these little things because right now people are being fed Carl Jung like I picture kind of yes like I have noticed that yeah Yeah, I've really noticed that yeah like so you're taking a quote and you don't know anything about him and uh, and this is where Carl Jung or not even him but like his psychology loses me it's in the white skin and I'll tell you why it's because if you know his story and you actually look into him and how he lived, it's quite shamanic. It's shamanism. But yeah. what he did, in my opinion, which is which is great, like how we're saying, because he gave words to things that couldn't necessarily be explained in a psychological background as well, so that it was mm-hmm. taken more seriously. But essentially, he just gave words to shamanism. He gave words yeah. to things that our ancient ancestors were doing and already knew. And yeah. so with people not really knowing Jungian psychology, myself included, that yeah. are talking about it, I just advise you, like, don't dig in his rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's an easy transition to get out of your own rabbit hole and, like, into his. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> I think, what... Know. Yeah. And I think we both kind of helped each other like through that, right? Like we kind of helped each other through that rabbit hole. And we were just like, okay, so like, where does it end? And I know we've talked about this before. It's like, it ends where you like, it doesn't, right? You just like end up back. (laughs) You just end up back at the beginning of the fucking hole, like staring at the rabbit's ass. 
Like that's you're like the Ouroboros. Like you call yeah, it exactly. You're like Raven, you're like a Ouroboros <laughs> dragon eating your own tail. And that literally exploded my right? mind. I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been doing. Circulating around BDSM in a box with my hero and my dragon, thinking I'm yeah. healing, thinking I'm yeah. fucking integrating. Sorry, I'm getting so passionate, but <laughs> it's funny because like I thought I was healing. And so sometimes like yeah. I guess that's where I'm at presently with Jungian psychology, where I'm kind of like keeping an eye where I'm even kind of like, did this guy individuate? <laughs> or well, did he just like provide some kind of a loop in the infinities? But he did yeah. do a lot of great things. So this isn't about slandering him at all. Like I, yeah, I think because I it's not polarized on Yeah, him. because I think it's not even about him when it comes down to it, right? Like no. and I think you know, if we look at things and like views, what I do love about Jungian psychologists is they always talk about through the Jungian lens right so it's like if you kind of actually take that and you're like all right like that's through the Jungian lens but we don't always have to use that lens like you're going to be selling yourself short you're going to be like yeah stunting your own growth if you're only using one white man's lens of how to (laughs) self-individuate yes you know what this is bringing up so this is trauma for me um is like when I saw it in the site that's kind of what and I know we've talked about this before but I called the Jungian viewpoint Sauron's site (laughs) like from (laughs) Lord of the Rings where it's just this great eye because Mm -hmm. yeah like Taylor and I were observing that a lot of people were kind of getting stuck in their own story and than just using Jungian's lens. So there's lots of people that, yeah, like you just literally articulate it. There's tons of people out there that will give you his sacred viewpoint. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny to even realize. You're just like, <laughs> like, I wonder if he knew he was going to have like, hello, everybody's going to be using your lens to dissect the, yeah. dissect the world. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> you wonder like, like how like much, you know, like if that would feed his like ego or something. Like it's so interesting. I truthfully, I don't know that much about Young, but I truthfully feel like he, from what I have read about his story, like because I think I mentioned that I more so followed. Like I tried to find out more about him than yeah. his methods, and I think that he would be pissed to have his red book public. And I don't like the idea that his. Because for those that don't know, his red book is um, like, it's kind of like his own book of shadows of documenting its complete incoherent madness. And mm-hmm. it, it was edited by somebody that like, you know what I mean? He doesn't even know. Like he was already yeah. dead. So it's kind of just like, to me, I'm like, what? Like, yeah. I would hate that. I kind of think about <laughs> if somebody found my notes, they, because we've talked about this too. If somebody found my notes, they would have a clearly identifiable pathway through the individuation of Raven's dragon. And then if they took that and went, here's how you individuate the dragon, well, then I guess you'd have another Sauron eye. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So. Yes. Just weird. Sorry we went down the rabbit hole of young, but. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) I'm trying to think of, like, why we really did. I guess I just wanted to bring that up because, like, at a core, like, we're kind of articulating is 
it is rooted in a man. It is yeah. rooted in a masculine view. And, and, and it's like nobody documents that. And, and yes. people do. Women have changed his things. People do. But, but uh, these fragments that were being fed, are that doesn't come with an edit. Hi, this yeah. could be white supremacy. Hi, yeah. this could have, you know, a masculine split anima. Hi, this could have yeah. this. Like, we, we don't really do that. And I'm not slandering him. He was a genius. He was amazing. And yeah. when you get to the core of Jungian psychology, if we, I firmly believe that if we handle mental illness labels and stuff like that, with his advice there where we're not doing a diagnosis till after treatment, where we're really listening to the individual stories. Like, I feel like it would be way better. I agree. Yeah. yeah so I, I definitely agree. like my heart is there for him, but like, how can I not have personal shadows attacking him when like, I kind of got stuck yeah. In his and own that, Yeah. And what does that stuckness do? It disconnects you from your body. From yeah. your body. And I think that's like a beautiful segue into the you know dragon. what yeah, into the dragon and what you know, I know that we've been talking about. It's like how do we, you know, as people who have intellectualized our own way of existing yeah uh how do we then shift back into the body and back into connecting with the earth and i think that you do that simultaneously through the body and and earth right um Mm -hmm. i think you need both of those uh but yeah it's like you know it came to a point where you're just like circulating in your own mind and you're like what is this doing yeah like what am I doing here <laughs> like yeah you know like all right like we know what we know so how do we like take that and move forward and ground it and you know that doesn't have to look like necessarily that wounded healer cycle it doesn't have to it's just like how do we live just like simply how do we live how do we be yeah and how like to kind of keep the thread going as well um I think we talked about how I I would say like one of the first steps for me was kind of taking that Alice like in a story for those that don't know Alice in Wonderland which I'm sure everybody does if we were looking at that as a parallel to a Jungian myth, what I observed is Alice too denies the Jabberwocky. So it's a denial of the dragon right away versus slaying mm-hmm. the dragon. So I think the first thing is, is that if you're resonating with this consciousness or, and like for those that don't know, in my opinion, the dragon consciousness is a create, like it's an original creator force. It's, mm-hmm. it's, something it's like that, it's yeah. streams of like earth energy. Like, and celestial, but yes, but yes. we're kind of in the earth right now, yes. ground, and and we, you know, I love your thing of like, so Taylor and I, because of this Alice Young lens, we kind of have like I picture us like kind of holding our like rabbit holes, like a little 
cauldron yeah. or a little magician's hat where you're kind of oh yeah you we still have hold. it yeah we still have <laughs> it it's like kind of like if you're your own tree your world tree you've got you're like spooled up you're fucking you got your yeah. spool of gold there and you're just like all right um so that's like one of the first things I'd say is that if you really are feeling sick and dissociated um I just want to say like the earth dragon energy and this like feminine yin energy of the dragon the seer the all-seeing energy in the masculine principle dragon energy can be deduced to thought in motion so Mm. for me I was way stuck in like the fantasy side where I was escaping yeah right so I was dissociating and then escaping into the dragon not realizing and then kind of looping around And then so what Taylor and I are going to start pulling here is more of the yin embodiment of the dragon, because when you go and fly too high, then you have to ground this energy of your gifts coming through you into Mm -hmm. the body to ground into earth so that they can bloom into reality. And that I think is the part that um, it's painful. Yeah. It's it fucking painful. There's we, we, there's no need to even minimize it. Yeah. It makes me physically and has made me physically ill to yeah. process the Yep. whether it's my own betrayal of self, whether it's patriarchal programming, whether it's all the times like I just like you know denied the dragon or that earth essence and I just have had to like run it through my body and Sometimes I've puked, like, like it's been yeah. really hard. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I get that too. Migraines, nausea, uh, digestion issues, like, it comes through in these, like, very prominent shifts when I am trying to process that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I want to, like, I just want to, like, come through with my, like, confession Oh, yeah, please. Yeah, is that like, and I know, you know, we have, I'd say probably this is a common thing with dragon energy is that like, I was so resistant to it. Yeah, like, so resistant to it and like never even really identified with it or connected to it. Or, you know, and sometimes other people would connect me to it but I would be like "Mm, no (laughs) you know (laughs) oh I I relate yep and uh so kind of you know trying to look at that denial and trying to accept that energy into me has been has been a lot and uh yeah I just like want people to know that it's it's okay. Yeah. If it's a lot. <laughs> and and thank you for like sharing that cuz I think a lot of people can feel like that just because of the archetypes, right? So yeah. there's archetypal dragon and that's completely distorted and when we think about dragon right away, I think it manifests like it probably manifests in different ways, but I guess for me the two polarities that kind of come to mind 
is like, ooh, I want to be a dragon. And then, ew, gross, I don't want to be that. (laughs) Yeah. And neither of those are really a great place to like Totally. And I'm still, like, I'm still fighting with the, like, no, I'm not. Like, I or am I sure? Are you? No. You know, like, that just, like, kind of space of um just wanting to like kind of tuck it away like mm, like I'll deal with you later (laughs) but it's not like it's now you know and we've seen that um and you're seeing that and we're all (laughs) everybody who's coming out of the woodwork in that regard yeah is it's not we can't just like shove it under the rug definitely not yeah, it's rising with everything else. Um, yeah. You know what I you were kind of saying before, too, is, you know, we wanted to really ground this, this dragon energy, but free from the patriarchy. So do you think or do you feel that that's like what makes you sick? Or like, could you, I guess, like, I'm more curious, yeah. like, could you identify why I, it is happening? Yeah, I think so. Because I think that you know, when you were talking about the um, more of that, like, dragon linked with young, right? And yeah, it's like, I think it is the, it's processing that side of the dragon, right? Or like, processing it into it's like more raw energy and not with all of the other layers of collective things that have been compiled on top of it yeah um and for me the easiest way to release that and I know that you helped with that pivotal moment was the like the green dragon energy the earth like and that's why I said earth streams at the beginning because it was like that is what helped me ground it right and and for me like being somebody that does come out of my body because I experience you know whatever I experience in my pain body um just due to you know my trauma my makeup um it connecting back to the earth has been such a a powerful thing and looking at it as this like green dragon or all of those colors of dragons that we were talking about that intertwine and you know the the earth blood the emotional the green the blue it just that is what really helped me ground it and hold it more gently hold that power more gently I love that. And you know what? Thank you. Because I haven't been able to speak to the true essence of like Frigg. Here's a dragon confession. I haven't even been able to speak to even my friends like Taylor about the rays of the actual dragon because I was still trying to minimize it. I was like, oh, it's tree energy, which it is like. So, yeah, maybe those listening take note. Um, You can access dragon energy through trees because trees as a story keeper um have like an original connection to the serpent Mm -hmm. and so and they're like it's literally coursing through the earth Um, as well as well as birds 
Oh yeah, birds and trees. <laughs> oh, we're just laughing at our. Well, we may as well give them the shout out. I yeah, it's like my original phantom. My original phantom. <laughs> yeah, they knew what was up. They literally had their name as birds and trees. This like phantom character that like I projected all of my stuff onto, and then had to rip off. So it was just me. It was kind of fun, um, but not fun. <laughs> But now I'm in the dragon, so that's cool. Um, but I guess I just wanted to say, like, I wasn't even able to, like, articulate them as the rays of energy I was experiencing. And I even then, I was still minimizing them. Well, I don't want to say minimizing them because elven druidism isn't lesser. But I guess it, it, it was minimizing my own truth. How about mm. that? And so, mm-hmm. and now, like, once they were streaming and then I was like, oh, like, then... You know, I'm working with different energies, but I'm going to have, like, I guess why I've always felt scared to talk about dragon energy in the full form is because, oh, like, well, what I was saying, like, a lot of people just don't understand it. It's kind of like when you say fairy, Tinkerbell, like, pops into your mind and your yeah. subconscious and you're disconnected right away. So dragon is kind of, in my sacred viewpoint, that's how I feel the disconnection happens is that in the mind, we instantly, whether we're aware of it or not, have archetypal images and symbols and motifs of the dragon communicating with us that we might be rejecting. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't allow it to actually just be more in like the Eastern teachings and what like my half Chinese Hobbit friends told me about dragon and taught me um, in the ley lines of the currents of it. Mm -hmm right because it's just way different and to for those purging dragon one of the things that really helped me um actually one thing that i really observed about myself take it or leave it was that i would always purge white supremacy connected to the dragon in my queen phase of my Mm -hmm. cycle and I don't really know why that 100% was. I think it's because, A, that's when you're, like, ovulating and the archetypal influence is a queen, which, like, mm-hmm. is a friggin', you know, empowered dragon. Yeah. And then, two, when you're ovulating, you're ready to, like, have a baby. And we won't go into this today, but, like, for sex magic, for kind of manifesting magic, if you had, like, negative energies of, that aren't agreeable to you, in your womb space like Mm -hmm. that was kind of how I perceived it so it was almost me like having like a an energetic miscarriage of like stuff that was like dreams gone wrong of Mm -hmm. the dragon and so one thing I just wanted to kind of throw out there for people that might be experiencing this and and just as the energy that it is is um I would use this form of a star as a spiritual gear and I would shove the star in my imagination like right in my third eye so that I wouldn't have any images or trauma associations like kind of looping me in my brain and I would literally sit in the bathtub Mm, like in the water and I would Mm -hmm. either purge like emotionally or I would try to do like a tantric yoni debirth which without going into the full details is just like if you want to envision your womb space regardless of gender just kind of gathering up all that negative dark energy and then just like having a baby you just push it out of you (laughs) so I don't know like it might sound 
weird, but that like literally for so many months, like it would just cycle around and I would literally be consciously purging patriarchal programming and unconscious white supremacy because, and, Mm -hmm. and I'm not seeing that like in like, it's hard for me to admit that I guess is what I'm saying. Like, obviously nobody wants to admit that that lives inside them, but it was definitely inside me. And Mm -hmm. it was something that I had to like purge out because it was making me sick. Yeah. I feel like this episode is like a wild one. (laughs) (laughs) We're just throwing our wild cards around. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, hi, I came here for the dragon. And it's like, hello, get your your white man mask off. (laughs) Just rip it off for a second and come sit with us by the fire. (laughs) In the crone. Yeah, and and that's another way that I really like the dragon and your offering of the bird energy is because, like, some birds, like, you know, your roosters or your chickens, like, you know, some birds are, like, not really, I guess, like, considered, like, sexy birds. And, you know, the dragon can be considered kind of, like, ugly and, like, reptilian. You got scales, like, feathers, beast-like. Yeah. So I think it really helped me connect to that crone. Yeah. Where I was like, yeah, bring on the old hag. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, you know me and my chickens. <laughs> yeah, and you're such old hag energy. Even though yeah. you're like beautiful maiden looks. Um, <laughs> you, definitely have, you definitely have that old, uh, you know, wizard dress in the woods edge. Come Thank here. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. Hi. <laughs> Oh, we're like the, we're the ones that step into the forest and the fucking like crows like fly out crying <laughs> <laughs> they're like alerting everybody yeah <laughs> and the dragon is the ultimate seer like i think that's what's so beautiful about it yeah it's the beast right yeah yeah so great. Um, and yeah i think um yeah for how did have you talked about how the disassociation of your body manifested in our physical plane? Like about my feet? Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> Is this just like, well, this title, this episode, Dragon Confessions. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nonstop continuous. Yeah. Right? I know. Because. Um, yeah, because yeah, I think that's I think that's an important aspect. And I mean, I could um, touch on mine, which is like I have this back pain um, that really kind of manifested at age 23. And uh, yeah, it's just that holding of pain in your body. And then it maybe even was there the whole time, but you are so disconnected from your body that you don't know that things are happening in it (laughs) oh yeah right (laughs) i'm just laughing at your like gentle mothering energy you're like come on raven tell everybody what you've done (laughs) i'm really in my mother right now i'm just like swan mother i'm like come i'll wrap you i will wrap you in my feathers and i will hiss at anyone who tries to fuck with you (laughs) yeah I I love when you were suggesting the swan and actually I wanted to tell you this privately but whatever this 
this podcast is what it is. People already Let's know. Let's go. Um, I found in my own, I kept a thread. One of the threads that I kept was my um, excursion through the trees. And mm-hmm. the reason for that was because for those that don't know, I ended up projecting all of my love onto <laughs> I projected love and all my stuff onto the trees. And so um, they definitely contain all of the archetypal myths and stories. And that ricocheted back. And one of the threads that I found um, was this. It says, swan as the earth mother, in brackets, neck is symbolic of the snake. This is the Eve versus rape of the planet wound for the earth chakra. Be home here in the body. So I thought that was so beautiful because Taylor just came to me and was like, I've been really working with the swan and it feels like the whole earth mother. And it's just beautiful how these types of things happen in what I call the dragon's story unfolding. Yes. Um, is that we're all getting the same kind of archetypal imagery and the same or similar overlapping power animal species or guides that are here supporting you. Yes. So, you know, the swan to me, like anything that's of the earth or anything that feels like it's for the health of the planet and the health of your body and your mental state and everything, that is dragon consciousness, in my opinion. I don't know if you would agree, but like, that's like what it wants. It's it's a creator energy. It wants the planet to be here. It, it wants us to be all in this unified. Yes. Health and form. Yeah. And where does that start? That starts with the healing of our own bodies. And I know that that's something we've talked about in past um, podcasts. Uh, But I like, I truly stand by that. And, you know, even though there's that struggle. And I know that we've talked about that, or you've talked about that on a podcast as well with the, with the Fae streams as well. And that um, body and relationship to food or relationship to, you know, there's like definitely some interconnected things there as it all is. (laughs) But uh it always yeah. is. Um, it always is. But that's what I've noticed. Like for me going through this, like just a recent process um, of like purging and expanding um, and accepting uh, was food for me. Like the grounding nature of like food as medicine. Um, yes. Yeah. So things like um, ceremonial matcha, green tea, and uh beets particularly oh my god Um, i love beets and i I always say they're like such a great yeah for the witches as blood and i call it like the earth blood or the heart of Uh, yes so i agree i agree i'm like when you said beet smoothie before as i was eating like butter toast (laughs) 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 i was like oh well that was next meal for me to try harder at life. Oh, and butter toast is like it's that's the food of the fae. Like, come on, <laughs> who doesn't like who doesn't need that like warm hug of butter toast? That is what I needed. I was like, I'm just gonna give myself bread. Give us bread. Yeah, please. please. But no, like, yeah, the beet smoothies have been um, big, and my friend actually reminded me of that. She's like, oh, I've been I was drinking like cherry smoothies, and she's like, add beets, and I was like. <gasps> 
like, yes. And it's like, just like you can feel your life force in your body and you can feel the blood moving through your body. Mm, I yeah. made beet juice the other day. It's in my mm, fridge, so I can't yes. wait. And uh, I actually, normally we don't kind of talk about these things. And I do want to tell people what happened with my body. But um, I just kind of want to say one of the things that's really presently coming up, and maybe I'll just use it as an opportunity to say this. Um, there's a, we're doing a Hawthorne Summit with another project I'm involved with. And actually Taylor is going to be one of the guest uh, speakers um, we're doing a Hawthorne summit on this Instagram. You can follow. I'm not, uh, the head of it. That's Deerheart, who has also been on the podcast, but it's at Faisal stream on Insta and you can go there. Um, but what was kind of coming through is I've actually worked really, really deeply with beats and Hawthorne mm. and in Celtic Ohm and the Elven Druid, uh, texts hawthorne is also connected to the fae as a fairy tree but also dragon Mm, so yes um i i just did and it was also the wood that was used to stake vampires and the crown of christ so it's kind of an interesting tree to like i guess kind of like approach and and if you want to learn more like come to the summit it's right after beltane may 2nd to 6th and um yeah, just go over to that Instagram page. I can leave that there. Um, but mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to share that I use like beet juice as a substitute for blood in a lot of ceremonies yes. with Hawthorne dragon and kind of removing the vampiric nature of how the dragon can manifest. And this is kind of, I guess, like a nice segue into like what I did to my own self. So under the illusion that I was healing, under the illusion that I was individuating, I ended up circulating around a wound and literally, to put it quite bluntly, um, I ended up psychologically abusing myself in the wounded kind of hero in a BDSM kind of in a box was kind of Jungian psychology for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also I really ended up energetically like raping myself as well because I had a hidden kind of masculine in the dragon principle that was like, it, I thought I was empowered but really I was just feeding off of my own energy, as I'd mentioned. And then the physical ramifications to my body. So I thought I was in my body. I do a lot of embodiment. Like that is literally what people would know me as. So people would, if they said, oh, Raven, she's so embodied. Like these are observations <laughs> the outside world would make of me. So in her body, so embodied, so in the truth, all this stuff. I was not. I literally ended up potentially doing irreversible damage. But I mean, I am a witch and and, and like now like tapping into dragon. So like I actually just as a side tangent, I actually just read that uh, there's like the specific dragons that if you can get on like their good side, then they can like time warp. So I, I might try to actually do this and like heal myself. Yes. But anyway, I ended up like literally without even realizing um, I was dancing. It kind of like, you know, almost like that puppet. Like I was a puppet to myself where I was just dancing and embodying. And I, I didn't even notice until it was at such a severe uh, disability that I had been injuring my feet. And so now I actually 
I'm off my feet and I am healing, but right now, like I literally can hardly walk or even put weight on my own feet. So like mm-hmm. talk about humble. Like how, yes. Oh, that is the exact word that came to my mind. Yeah. I'm like, that's where that, like that, I think to be open <sighs> to the dragon, the humbling, yeah. the like sickening humbling. <laughs> It's sickening. You can't be in greed, ego, anything. It will literally yeah. beat the shit out of you and, and you'll do it to yourself and you won't even know. Exactly. It demands the heart path, which is why yes. it's a better path in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Like it, it was just, I think the most enlightening thing and like maybe why Taylor wanted me to share that is that I kept grounding and believing that I was in my body but the more I kept grounding into the body the more that just illuminated how not in the body I still was and even now you know doing different exercises or things like it's very very it's I catch myself all the time wanting to push through to push to do um like yeah it's just I was Yeah, I was in yin yoga, for example, last night. And like yin yoga, it's like passive. And I watched myself. I like sat in awareness and I watched myself like disassociate as soon as I felt any like tension in the body. Right. And it's like, no, just like coming home. And it's just gently watching that and being like, no, like, no, we're not doing that. We're coming back. And if you need to ease, if you need to use a block, if you need to use a bolster, we're going to do that. Yeah. You know, like it's the remothering of yourself. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's the remothering. And, and yeah. the dragon does provide that when you're tapped into not like, yes, there's sacred rage. Yes, there's all the stuff. But I think when you really do kind of look at those parts of yourselves that are maybe in the dragon in a programmed yang, mm-hmm. that there really isn't anything to fight against. Like your yeah. power was never actually taken from you. And the dragon is a mother that isn't devouring you. Yeah. She's there. Like the earth, yep. Gaia just like holding you that's kind of how I am now and thank you for sharing that about the yin like that's what I mean I'd be like on my foot like it's even now like I I've made a promise to myself because it's actually starting to feel a bit better but then that's what was happening before is it would the second it would get better then I would go full steam Mm -hmm. ahead and then it ended up getting worse and worse and worse without me really knowing that now it, it like I might not be able to like ever wear bare feet as an example which for me is like kind of hell on earth and then um except that I'll bring you a bucket full of dirt and then you can just like put your feet in it yeah and those are beautiful things too about I think getting back in your body and noticing where you have pain is that Mm -hmm. it really doesn't have to necessarily be a negative experience and I found this with everything if you flow into it then the redirections become apparent Exactly. And my back pain, for example, became a powerful beacon of like where I was draining my own energy. Oh, yeah. You like, know, yeah. It would activate or like how it, so? act- it activates when I hold, when I stress, when I 
exert too much, um, like more than my capacity, um, it, it gets activated, um, quite, quite like (laughs) prominently, you know? And so, yeah. So I'll know when it's like, okay. And that's a huge beacon for my own shifts as well. I'm like, okay, we're coming into a shift. We need to purge something. We need to, um, work with a, you know, like call in a new guide or, um, animal energy to work with, or go to the trees, you know, like there's, it's a very strong beacon for me. Um, which is interesting, right? To have that relationship with your pain. Yeah. And I, is it in your wings? Yes, it's right okay, where yeah. my wings are. Yeah, yeah, that's like what I envisioned. And right yesterday... through to the heart. Oh, yeah. Well, because yep. the wings, for those that like watch, like, or not watch, like even in a Maleficent archetype, if we want to talk about that, there is like an archetype that a lot of people probably resonate with and the wings like get pulled right off and and wing wounds in the fairy are like probably just a storyline that you could be subconsciously reenacting yeah and it's funny that you say this because yesterday after my myrrh essence little embodiment um class i i felt like just on my one well obviously the yin side of my body yeah (laughs) I'm just laughing because it's like well obviously but yeah it was it was weird I went to like push a little bit farther after and I was like because I was feeling all like yeah and then all of a sudden that shoulder blade right where that is just activated like how you said and I and then I was like okay and loving yourself and kind of learning how to be like your own nurturing mother to yourself is like really, really beautiful. Yeah. It, it really has allowed me to like relentlessly and unapologetically learn how to forgive myself, love myself, um, you know, go slow. I have a funny little like share and I kind of already told Taylor, but for those that know me, I was literally in like, like, I don't even have to function in my yang because the yang is so ready to go. <laughs> that I'm, yeah. I more so have to catch it and get it out of the way. Um, but I was taking the bus to the doctors and I got a transfer and it was only for 600 meters. And the bus driver was like, oh, only two stops. And I just looked at him and I was like, buddy, that's the most heroic move. because like it was so hard for me to not just push and and even my brain like I I guess I'm just trying to articulate because like it's not very far but my foot was in pain and so Mm -hmm. it took so much for me to actually love myself to be like you know what this is a free transfer like the money like no other excuse or factor was there it was just my pride yep right and like and so I was like no I love you like you're gonna give yourself the 600 meter transfer. Yes. <laughs> and I did. I, I rode that bus for two stops. <laughs> yes. Like... And it might seem simple, but like that sends a powerful vibration of self love, right? Yes. And caring. It truly does. It truly does. Yeah. It was like really nice to like give that to myself and like kind of just observe how you said like you were catching yourself yeah. in your yoga. Just observe it. Like where you're like, yeah, oh, like, so interesting. And that unfolding, like, innately 
is going to like ground you to the earth currents right because it's like that is Mm -hmm. like that mother energy and it's like you know if I've said it a million times I'll say it again you treat yourself like the way you treat the earth right like and when you honor it and there's that like honoring on both accounts like that's a super powerful thing it really is and I I, like for some reason the Jungian psychology is coming up again I guess I'm trying to kind of like ways that because we have used it like we still kind of peer in our rabbit holes like it's not like we don't I would say so I guess I kind of want to highlight another dragon trait and gift Mm -hmm. That And, like, I actually feel like Carl Jung was a dragon and was connected to that consciousness in my sacred viewpoint, and he got stuck in the dragon mythos. Yep. Like, and, yep. he, and he he literally looped us all over there, which is which is perfect, because now we have, like, an individuation platform to, like, kind of yes. navigate from. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the dreams. I wanted to talk a little bit just about the dreams, because that's another way that the dragon consciousness really can help us and manifest is through our dream symbols and things. And... That is where you can still practice um, if you are into Jungian psychology without having to kind of dig. You're dreaming anyway. That's your subconscious data's way of communicating with you. And so those are where we can like pull out maybe some of the stories or maybe some of more of the mind things without going into that rabbit hole loop of trying to like figure it out. Yes, Definitely. Right. And I know that's something that you really like want to help people with. And like Taylor is just such a gifted, like dream compadre (laughs) (laughs) ally analyst. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know if you have anything to say about that, but I did want to kind of say like, you know, because there might be people that that are really like a lot of people are just into Jungian psychology. Right. And like, there's no, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. Like it, it was, yeah, it's amazing. Like, like I love it. Like it. I love it too. Yeah. You know, like it's just that I got stuck in it and didn't yes. know. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's the getting stuck and then in turn still just disconnecting you from like the earth. Right. Like it's just, it, it's, we so easily, I think, um, can take something and use it to like disassociate ourselves or escape. Yes. Right. Like it's just, that's like deeply rooted in our ancestry. (laughs) So um, it's breaking through that and shattering those, um, those old kind of rigid things that get stuck in the body. Um, but yeah, dreams are amazing. And if you are a big dreamer and you have some prominent dreams, I know people come to me with like those prompt, you know, those dreams that just like stick out, like you wake up and you're like, whoa, there were messages in there. Um, I happily, you know, I love looking at those and intuitively guiding people through through those experiences because yeah like your dreams are powerful and they do tell you powerful things about yourself um and the collective and and beyond like (laughs) I know I have bouts of times where my dreams aren't even of this plane you know they're not of this plane or this existence Um, so those are always interesting ones too. Um, but you can kind of tell the difference when 
something is that sort of dream and another one is like an archetypal or symbolic dream of like something that you're trying to kind of unlock um, in yourself for the collective yeah I gotta get better at dreaming but I like the weed smoking the weed it definitely yeah it does and like I guiltily sometimes do I was actually sharing with you (laughs) this is literally like confessions yeah (laughs) yeah, this is like full blown (laughs) sorry I'm behind the scenes I like beat the shit out of my own dragon I'm sitting here um, smoking weed (laughs) don't dissociate out of your body but here's how I do it (laughs) oh god Uh, but yeah like I was saying to Taylor I was like fuck my dreams have been so wild I've been smoking weed so that they like because that's what happens is what'll happen is and I'm not knocking it but what happens when you're smoking the candy is uh the subconscious can start getting backed up because it's not as accessible when you're using that plant medicine and so then yeah. when you stop, you can, like, get <laughs> – I know yeah. we've talked about this before. You get, like, dream, like, diarrhea almost where it's, like, it, this, like, overloading subconscious. It's just, like – and it's – yeah, and that's, like, impo- like almost impossible to, like, dice Like, you can't, like, dissect that because it's, like, just everything. <laughs> You're, like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a fucking vomit of your subconscious denial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so definitely watch that. <laughs> yeah, just it's good to like take a break and yeah, get some dreams documented. Um, yeah, and but then, I think that's yeah. a really good thing to bring up because I think that is something you know to do with dreams, to do with disassociation. That when we're not disassociated, that we will grab things that will disassociate us. Because oh, yes. it's because it's the safe, it's the it's where we feel safe, right? It's how our bodies or and minds have felt safer. Um, yeah. Right. So I I noticed that with um, my relationship to cannabis as well, which I have to be very conscious of. Yeah, um, and, and the fantasies and stuff, like, I just was living in a dream. Like, that's how I got so tangled up, mangled up sauce. It was because I was literally inside a dream. I I thought I was physically grounding things, and then I wasn't. And then when I had to ground inside my body, it, there is no other way to put it. It was pure hell. It was, yeah. like, so when people are like, oh, you're going to hell, you're dark. I'm like, buddy, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I'm already in it I already like I literally just saw my own self and and that to me is kind of like what hell is it's like it's your own judgments of your own self and your rejection yeah. of your own self and like when you realize that it's painful and yeah. and then when you realize that in the dragon specifically it's it's not even necessarily your fault because it's a program it, it still doesn't really take away the fact that because you've been programmed since you were born that it was you doing it yeah you know yes. so like there's really no way like I guess around it no because either you're sitting in the victim or you're sitting in the like the rage right yeah, like, villain, it's like victim. yeah 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 
when it's not true because here's what oh god I love this segue I really wanted to talk to Teresa so maybe she'll be the next episode because I kind of want to talk about how I did the villains journey and for me full circle I'm realizing that the villains journey from how I took it was kind of the dragon and why that is is because if you accept that you're a victim right away Mm-hmm. instead of playing that role you just you just put the x on your chest you put yourself in your own youngian rabbit hole grave mm-hmm. and instead of digging down you're like wait a second does destiny and fate is that my subconscious shadow manifest in front of my face yes it is you you boldly and courageously say all right i'm going to take this victimhood off mm-hmm. because if you're a victim in a box there's only two poles you can go to one is a perpetrator and one is a savior of which yeah. you are both. And so for me, it was just great to take the villain's cloak, kind of like having my shadow at my back, so to speak, but knowing it was going to manifest in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like kind of walked that way, if that makes sense in a metaphor. But because the villain's only purpose is to define the hero. And I don't want to talk yeah. too much about this, but I will be with other episodes like Eleanor Hayward in the superhero kind of stuff. Like I, I do want to talk about these things now that the, and I keep wanting to say now that the cat's out of the bag and like <laughs> just knowing that the sex kitten, you know what I mean? Like I'm just like, yeah. that what my dragon was deduced to a sex kitten slave. Yeah. It's like, I can't even believe it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then you know, they say that in the Avalonian myths and stuff and like some of the myths, it's like you've got to become the rider. Like that's the the masculine principle of the dragon is the rider. And then I was like, I don't want to fucking be ridden either. <laughs> I was like, I can't win in this thing. Like I, so you can't is kind of, I guess, the point mm-hmm. of this episode. You got to like literally just try and ground yeah. into your body and understanding maybe to kind of bring it out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And back into the earth. Um, yeah. Maybe people that are listening that like have chronic pain or have, um, well, this is more of the mind, but have a mental illness or things like mm-hmm. that. Maybe try to look at it like streams of higher consciousness that are in alignment with you and, and wanting you to get to like your truest heart in alignment with the health of the planet and our, and our galaxies and everything. Um, Just kind of more so maybe tap in, hold yourself and let the energies move through you. Yeah. Because I think that helps for me. Like, yes, same. Yeah. Like I had to, especially if I start feeling physically ill, if I start feeling physically ill due to something of the mental body. So if Mm -hmm. I have anxiety or something like that, or if there's too much of that chatter going on, then that is where I, I, and I'll say it again, I literally blind the mind out. So just get rid of it. You don't need to figure out anything because the story will move through you as energy. And then holding yourself and letting the energy purge into the earth. And my mom actually always told me that when we're purging even negativity into the earth, it's actually healing the earth because there's no good or bad. It's like you're giving energy to the planet that's beautiful yeah so you can kind of like I guess like yeah safe purging into the planet 
Yeah, and, and then, she will neutralize it. Yes, because it, yeah. it, it isn't really, like, we are the ones that, that make yes. things good or bad. It, Absolutely. The, the, the consciousness and the earth and all that stuff doesn't, doesn't yeah. have that. Yeah, um, that's really beautiful. Oh, yeah. And then if you're having like physical pain, and you want to dissociate into the mind, I don't know, like, yes, the purging, but do you have any other tips for like, what's helped with you? Um, Slow movements. So movements that are, you know, not necessarily working out like, in a very aggressive purging kind of way, but like gentle movement. So walking, ideally walking in the woods, but walking around your neighborhood works too. Um, yoga, stretching, um, baths, like you talked about, sitting in the bath, sitting in water, um, heat, and nourishing foods like yeah, dark really. greens, right? Like put good things in your body. You know, we all eat crazy things, but like, it's less about like taking those things away and being like neurotic about that and more about just like adding that good shit in there. Like, make sure you're getting the probiotics and your prebiotics, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like give your dragons, (laughs) feed your dragons some good food. Yeah, because all these things, right? Like what it comes down to is like, I mean, is our nervous systems. And I feel like for dragons, it's like, oh, man, right? Most of these things, like if we're just like, just jumping out of our bodies, we're not paying attention to like regulating our nervous systems. Yeah, I and and that's a really empowering place to be to be like, no, I, I know how to mother myself, I know how to regulate my nervous system, you know, is and I'm still learning to do that too. Like it's, I know that all of us are, you know, it's, uh, it ha- it's not easy in like a world that, yeah, we haven't been taught to do that. Yeah. We're always like, Oh, just put a label on it and a pill. And yep. there you go. Yep. You're stuck in the story. Yep. Um, and then, exactly. yeah, it's, I'm still learning how to do this as well. And mm-hmm. I uh, feel that I you feel know, even, like it's, oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was go just going to say, even like regulating with other people that, you know, mm, yeah. that, you know, understand, you know, and I know you talked about this with Amira in the last episode, like reaching out to people like elders or people that maybe you're in more of your maiden and you're looking to a mother or you're in your mother and you're looking to a crone, you know, like where are those energies that you feel safe and where you can like, you know, not even be like seen or heard necessarily. Like, it's not like you have to tell them your story, but just like, where can you just like sit and regulate that nervous system with somebody who's regulated? Like that helps so much. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of pressure of like healing or fixing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm realizing that I'm more so, especially with like my physical injury right now, I'm more so flowing. Like accepting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really like, that's like what led me more into the mer maid slash mer being. And I was like, yeah, like, 
this is spun wisdom in my archetypal embodiments and I can reflect this out. And actually Amira was the one that was like in that class. And I just want to share. She, she told me that, wow, I did not know that I could have this innocence that was like, she just thought she had to like accept Eve because that's kind of where she, I would like, I don't know if she would say this, but what I, I would say that's where she got stuck. Yeah. Um, Cause we all get stuck mm-hmm. and you'll know you're stuck. When it's a loop yeah, <laughs> and it's going around and around. Yes. Um, but yeah, then I, you know, I, I did, uh, and I'm going to be doing these regularly, which is why I mentioned them on my new page, the Raven magic with a K. Um, but she said, wow, like Raven, thanks so much for introducing me to this innocence in that felt nurturing in a serpentine energy because your legs are closed. Like everything, like it's so beautiful. What I yeah. now have is fun wisdom. Because the only reason I even knew knew that archetypal structure was because of my physical disability. I had to sit in the water on the edge. And then as a result, I just, I felt it flowing. And then now I'm thrust back into that. And it's like, okay, wow, this actually is a lot more movement. Whereas I guess to give you us to give you a contrast before, like, so instead of like flowing and being like, oh, wow, I actually still have access to all these like embodiments and movements that I've done. Like earlier in the week, it was literally like me screaming at myself, <laughs> like crying in a pool of my own Alice in Wonderland tears, where I was like, no, I'll never be able to dance again. And like, what have you done to yourself? Uh, so then just, just the point of that is, is like, sometimes even when we think that like the world is against us or that our body is against us, it's actually just there to show us like what we're not acknowledging. Yeah. It's showing us what we need. Yeah. And, and sometimes there is a beautiful redirection where, you know, like I didn't, I thought I wasn't going to do any movement as an example. And then I was like, well, wait a second. Like, there's actually so much movement. Like even I can't put a weight bear. Like I can't do squats or any of that. I can't put weight on my feet. So I can actually still bike. I'm going to go for a bike after this. Um, I can like there, there was, I guess what I'm trying to articulate is that there is always other options. Yes. And this experience is really showing me that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Like that the body isn't as limiting as I guess. I always thought it was because I was always like scoffing at the body where I yeah. felt so limitless. Yeah. I'd be like, ew. Yeah. It's like that uncomfortability with the human, right? Uncomfortability oh, yeah. with the animal. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this episode was like a wild ride. How could it not be? <laughs> I know. It's like, we're just like, whatever. And I think like, in closing, I would like to kind of just mention Alice. Because in my own story, I just kind of called it like Alice sin, like the sin of Alice in Wonderland was that, in my opinion, take it or leave it. And and I saw this in myself. Um, it it wasn't necessarily the sin of good and bad it was the sin of like just making it all about yourself which I really do notice in the dragon consciousness including my own self where we can get kind Mm -hmm. of stuck in our own story yeah because it's like uniquely manifesting through us yeah but the dragon 
doesn't belong in a book as far as I'm concerned. It belongs inside of us flowing through as life itself. Yeah. I love that. And just like feeling that in my, in my heart and, you know, that openness, uh, that openness in, in the heart is, is the dragon path, you know? Yeah. The dragon heart. It's like, and I was kind of envisioning that, like when you said that, like my heart felt like it opened to that, like green energy and Mm -hmm. That's like a really beautiful energy just in like closing off this episode. I don't think we need to confess anything. I think this entire episode was confessions. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey, don't dragon like us. But, uh, or chances are you probably are. <laughs> yeah, you already are. And you're like, oh, damn it. I didn't know I was being an Alice in Wonderland denying my Jabberwocky. Yep. I don't believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> that is the fastest way to get your shadow to puppet master your ass. Oh, to not accept yes. a part of self. But it's uh-huh. like been really beautiful. And there is beautiful, be- there is a beauty in that innocence of self when we can really connect it and for those that like are just starting out on this path or want a connection to the fae even or anything just go to nature like we always say um maybe try envisioning the the dragon not as an archetype but as a ray of light in that green that taylor suggested um you know they always talk in avalon about the emerald heart and things like that so i would say without knowing anything like that is the color of the the heart chakra. So like you can't really yeah. go wrong if you're going to be like working and channeling that green energy. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So, oh yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thanks for walking along those webs with me <laughs> in the grand spider web. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I, uh, the spider is another really powerful archetypal structure associated with the devouring mother. So, yeah. Um, well, yeah. isn't that, it's funny. I noticed in the past um, podcast that you just did with Amira and she pulled the spider card. And I always see spiders when we're connecting, like we were on oh, this yeah. podcast and I watched a spider crawl across the floor in front of me. Oh, today too? Yeah, like just now. Oh, cool. Yeah, because on the other episodes, you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. The spider is such a, like, here is a confession. I really don't feel like you need to integrate the devouring mother per se. I think you need to more, well, I guess this is integrating it. I, I feel like for me, it integrated differently. And what I mean by that is, don't devour yourself or other Mm -hmm. people with your smothering love or lack thereof, but maybe like spend some time with your inner spider and just like a butterfly, like a spider kind of cocoons up like flies and it's prey. Mm -hmm. So like one time I was sitting in kind of a cocoon in a meditation and I broke out of it and I was surprised to see that I was a spider crawling on the web. And then my first thought was fear but then the more I was like wait a second the more I got in my quote-unquote body in the spider I was like wait I'm on this web like I actually feel good and like so I guess I'm just trying to say like the dragon is literally in the devouring mother it's like there and the spider is another little gateway 
Yes. Into like experiencing that in maybe an animal or insects, right? Like that. Yes. Isn't as intense, I guess. Yes, for sure. If you're not, if you don't have a phobia of spiders. (laughs) Oh, yes. Then it could be very intense. But there's always other. There's other. Oh, yes. (laughs) We are are gifted with so many options. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh. Yeah. And thanks for always being on this journey with me, Taylor, because I don't know, without Taylor, I really, I really would, I don't think I would have gotten out of Wonderland. And I really mean that, like, there was a lot of people that helped me in my traversing of Wonderland on Earth, but um, you specifically really did reflect that Jungian kink, as I called it, where, like, that's kind of where they meet. It's like, yeah, it's like Young and Alice don't understand. They're, like, the same person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, and then once you kind of do, you're like, oh, I'm an innocent woman, and I'm also an old man that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> That has a psychology degree, and you're just like, okay, cool. I <laughs> totally I all about myself, and I'm inside my own hole. And yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm going down another rabbit hole because I'm just like, even in his, in his, I haven't read all of his stuff, but in the stuff, this is why like people will suggest, and I'm like, I can't. Like, sometimes it's really maladaptive for me because I'll try and read his stuff, and then it's like, he'll have passages on why you should face your own madness and I'm like is is he is he integrating the mad hatter like how I had to <laughs> <laughs> so from my own lens I, I guess I just can't really I have a hard time separating the maybe projection or the unconscious projection so it's just yes. been kind of funny yeah so if you're in wonderland you're not alone and that's I think maybe where we'll end it you're not alone you you're it's not, not your alone. world it's not a world of your own no if it is you're dissociated from and Earth. the world that we're all in is just as magical i can assure you yeah so don't face wonderland or Jungian psychology alone you're <laughs> not alone in it it's it's something that's collectively rising for us to integrate together and i really do see that believe it and and practice it Yes, I agree. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I feel like, okay, yeah, I feel like we'll just fly. Like, I feel like I'm literally, like, leaving the hole behind. And I'm, like, flying on out of this episode with you, Taylor. So, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for having me once again. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming. And, uh, yeah. For those that want to connect with Taylor about their dreams or anything like that, I will leave her information in the description. And as always, um, yeah, just thanks for supporting the podcast and supporting me. And just reach out to me at my new page at The Raven Magic. And we will see you all next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Confessions of a Faisal podcast. If you would like to support me, Raven Allison, here are some simple, easy ways that you can do so. Number one, if you would like to make a monetary donation to the PayPal link provided in the description of each episode, all of those proceeds go back into projects in alignment with the Fairy Accord and help me continue to host content for free. 
Another way you can support me is by following my new podcast, The Raven Magic Podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to helping others explore their shadows safely. If you resonate with the phase soul consciousness and are new to these episodes, I encourage you to follow along. This was part of my own shadow integration. And if you want more information, you can head over to the Avalon podcast where Dea Isadora and I did a series on the dragon shadow and the fairy accord where we compartmentalize each section of this threefold agreement as an internal and external relationship for you to explore your shadow as well. And finally, you can become a member of my patron, which is a community dedicated to integrating the shadow because that is literally what it is when you are identified as a basal or dragon or any of this stuff. Collectively, we are integrating the shadow and we need to provide others with safe community ways to do that, to feel safe in their truth and to ground instead of being lost in a fantasy. So thank you for listening along to this episode of Confessions of a Facehold podcast. And I appreciate you supporting me as I continue to unfold my own sacred quest.